0: Good morning and welcome to January 8th, 2020, episode 9 of the Colloquial Koi podcast. Cue that intro. Do you ever feel like a day just starts off and you're completely unprepared for everything? Welcome to my Wednesday. That's what it feels like. Everything feels unsettled. Everything feels... I don't know. Just out of place. feels out of place. At least the sun is out. The sun is shining today. Getting back into the groove of normal routine. By that, I mean driving to my job every day. and Picking up that mantle, if you will. And, again, I just feel like everything's out of place. I don't know how to put my finger on it. And I'm fidgeting around some because I'm trying to make sure that this recording continues. I was having a little issues with my mic and between trying to create a mobile office in your car and, you know, not crash into anything or anyone. Poses its own challenges. But, hey, here for the long haul. So... I guess I'm going to tee off on the feeling that I have of this unsettled. Um, I feel very fortunate. I have been blessed with more than I deserve at times. My pathway has not been a traditional pathway for really anything, whether it's relationships, marriage, and family, and job and career, if there was a a set book to follow on all this stuff by nature, I guess I've not done any of it by the book. Not to say it's not been good or honest or meaningful, it's just I don't think people set out wide-eyed looking at the world to kind of go the pathways that I have. So, uh, I wouldn't call it accidental. I don't believe in accidents. I believe in purpose, but I think funny how maybe life has a funny way of trying to, I guess, rectify our plans, whether contrary or contrast of directions and plans, so
1: there are a great
0: deal of many driven people out there that from whatever age decided they knew what it is that they were going to do for the rest of their lives. They knew what it is that they would do forever, and so they developed a plan, they went to the right school, took the right classes, you know, and then in step, did everything else, which I commend them. I think by nature, I've always been a creative person, and some of the books and podcasts that I've been listening to of some of my heroes of my younger days, most of them are musicians and bands and To hear how some of their stories had uh, similar uh, beginnings, I guess, similar to mine. And so a lot of these bands and artists that I looked up to uh, and just thought their music was brilliant and still think their music is brilliant, you know, not one of them you know, really set out to turn it into a career, but it did turn into a career, but a lot of them, their desire to create art and music stemmed from either going to a concert, seeing someone else, and basically saying, I want to do that, and they would practice, and they would, you know, create some some bands and some songs, and, you know, track them, and try and make some money on them, and, you know, in the beginning, it was very, very poor, but they stuck with it, and so, and that's what I say. That's different than those folks. Me, I always felt like music was going to be a big part of my life. I think that's what I felt. Um, but my skills were there. There are a lot, a lot more people that have more skills than I. Uh, but that's the funny part about some of these stories. Is a lot of these folks the same boat, you know, they weren't classically trained, or some of them If they did, you know, they majored in music at some offbeat school, and, uh, but they stuck with it, and it was their passion, and so part of it, that's what I look back now with this maybe unsettled feeling, you know, I, I'm not going to question the pathway, but I wonder if I would have stuck with something, would would things be different, you know, maybe if I would have stuck with the music, what I've learned and grown more or art or writing or whatever it may have been. But, but um, so here I am, a product of, of my own success that you just find yourself in these spots where you put in the time, you put in the effort, you put in the, the grit and heartache and you find yourself, I don't know, from a career standpoint in a very healthy place. But I feel unsettled. I just feel like there's more, I guess. And maybe it's that turning of the page. It's not that I thirst and yearn for more accolades or my name in black and white or... because that was a motivation before in the past. It's... Something of deeper meaning, I guess. I don't know. Anyhow, that's what my heart and my spirit is feeling this morning. It just is feeling unsettled, which is fine. I, you know, this time of year we all make these resolutions, and well, we all don't, but you know, efforts in better habits. You know, whether better spiritual habits, disciplines physical mind body that is all very good and wonderful and you know even the strides to live a healthier and better life you know i i could stand to lose some pounds but um i have a sweet tooth and so that's one of the things that i'm working on this year but we'll see how that goes but here we are the eighth eighth day into the year and Um, you know, the, the new year and Christmas and the holidays, everything is in the rear view and, you know, all the hope and happiness leading up to this. And then it's like, yep, turn the page and, you know, welcome to reality. Um, so part of the, my past patterns when I would get into these funks, and I don't think I would call this one of my funks where I, I guess, struggle with depression, seasonal. I, missed, I miss already the long, hot summer days. I kind of yearn for that, this idea of leaving in the dark and getting home in the dark. That kind of gets old. But the earth still continues to turn and the sun sets and the moon rises, so on and so forth. But <coughs> cough button. Um, traditionally, I would just kind of, when I would get into these funks, it would go to the, oh woe is me! Why don't I have this? Why did I? Why did I do this? I should have done this. I, you know, this constant battle with myself on, I feel miserable, and you know what's what's the root cause of it? I guess. And there's a lot to unpack there, but I think there, there, I will again say there's some good things and some not so good things from, you know, traditional, uh, faith upbringings. And so one of the, one of the things that I continue to work on and break is this idea that when things go sideways, it's because I am being punished, you know, um, that's a hard habit to break. And so, and that's where I say, when I would feel miserable, when I would get to that point, it's like, all right, this is my punishment. Well, no, I gotta flip that. If the creator of the universe, you know, knows the number of my balding head uh, and looks at me in laughter and love and grace, um, he's not sitting around with a button waiting for me to screw up to punish me it is a free world free free nature that we have around us so I have to embrace that and so when I get into these instead of going to that self-pity self-loathing blah 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 I just got to kind of flip the narrative in my head a little bit and it's a practice it's it's a mental practice to get us to the point of well really taking account for gratitude and thankfulness um even when we feel unsettled, um, I'm trying to get into the habit and pattern of, all right, what is good, what is, what is wonderful, and, and kind of wait for those moments instead of what's lurking around the corner type of thing. <laughs> um, so, you know, this, this unsettled feeling, I think to a degree, some of it's me. It's just me processing what I see and feel around me. for whatever reason, I don't know. I don't know if I'm, I don't know. More of an encourager or corruptible. (laughs) I know it sounds bad, but I just, I get this feeling that when I know people are struggling around me, it weighs on me. And just, life is, call it what you will, series of tests. Life is beautiful. Life is good. But, I guess, I don't know that many would say it's easy. And by that, the idea that, and maybe that's what easy and hard living type of thing. Um, I think for me, I, I fully recognize that everything that I do has, all my actions have consequences and my words and my actions carry a great deal of weight. And so maybe that's where it's the burden of proof or a thought process that um, it's it's not meant to be easy. And by that I say others above self. So it's very easy for us to just do what what we want and what we need and not think about others. And I'm not saying I'm some great saint that you know, I never have a selfish thought or never do, I I do all those things, but I don't know, maybe that's what it feels like, it's weighing on me, that I just, I I sense, I feel people around me are just hurting, and and so part of it, you know, what do you do? So, I, I think as a, what do they call it, introverted extrovert? Um, you know, some days when it's when the days are long, um just that energy to use to be open and willing to get out of that comfort zone, then it becomes a battle like should I shouldn't I shouldn't I anyhow, I must stop with that. I just that that was the leading thought, and again, I, this is my. Audio diary for the world for whoever wants to listen or not listen. Um I and I guess maybe the feelings that I have and see is just again un- unsettled. We have a lot going on um without getting too deep into it. I mean, we've got all those words and phrases bookending up to something big here. That's what it feels like. Um, wars, rumors of wars, you know, a continent of uh, Australia on fire, intentionally set, unintentionally set, whatever. Earthquakes. Um, natural disasters, all this stuff just seems to be building into something well, it's been done before the idea of launching missiles at another country while maybe one is in the impeachment process that's been done before, about 20 years ago (coughs) cough button, so look at that If we use the past as a gauge, when Clinton was, and this is historical, this is not conjecture, when Clinton was in his impeachment process, who did he put airstrikes on? And then a few years later, we've got something like 9-11 on our lap that forces us into some type of useless war, right? so i I feel that coming again i I see this as a ploy, yeah, you'd had the technology to wipe out a general okay, great, and then, to make more threats i don't I don't know what is right or true in here. I guess I feel like something else is going to come this This doesn't happen, uh scripted or not, sure feels like it's scripted, it doesn't happen without something else larger in scale happening. And so, I guess the unsettled feeling that I have, and maybe the reality, is that even in the year 2020, 2020, it's still easier to kill somebody than it is to have dialogue. Right? Um, I... guess is a believer in the teachings of Christ, Jesus Christ, Jesus of Nazareth, I have a hard time with nationalism, if that's what you want to call it, patriotism, uh, pledging allegiance to a government that really, uh, this probably sounds bad views us as cattle and taxpayers and thirsty for blood because that's what they use to control and I just blood begets more blood violence begets violence it just it seems like this, it's a never-ending cycle and it just I why? Why and where and how did it turn out that the United States of America decided that they were going to be the peacekeeper of the world? Historically, yes, we know why we were told we got into other wars. I believe there's more to the story than what was told. History is written by the people that win. Um, Take that for what it's worth. So, uh, and just, you know, I'm a skeptic by nature when it comes to this stuff and so I don't want you to think that you know everything that's fed to me I accept and just run with I have to test and evaluate and view things and just to see where it plugs in to what's around me and I I guess if we're beholden to what Jesus says and these are his teachings this is the guy that could have called down an army to save him from the brutality of the Roman crucifixion, but he didn't. And the lamb was silent before the slaughter type of thing. This is the same guy that, you know, turned the other cheek. You know, so if someone assaults you and they smack you on the side of the face, you turn the other side. You know, there was no eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth lessons with Jesus. Um, I don't know. And so, So I guess the pundits and members of the faith community that dabble in this politics and, dare I say, emperor worship that's going on right now. How can you abandon some of the tenets of the faith and supporting war and supporting more pain and suffering? And so even with the most strategic attack, if we believe what happened with Osama bin Laden, there are still casualties. Even if you swoop in and take out a guy, there's, uh, what do they call it? I don't know. Um collateral damage, uh, casualties, unintended casualties. And so I just, I, I don't know. It just seems like, again, while I'm encouraged by many heroes of my past on where they're at with their faith journey, other heroes of my past or people that I look up to or that other might look up to, their thirst for blood right now is just despicable and I don't know I don't know it seems like it's all too familiar it's all been done before it's nothing nothing new nothing news under the Sun and I am forever thankful whatever accident happened or destiny (coughs) that allowed me to have this great life in this land that I have have lived in. (coughs) I haven't tasted um, the bitterness of war. I haven't tasted famine. I haven't tasted some of the pain and suffering that we see around the world. Um, Is it because I live here? Would it happen somewhere else? I don't know. But I guess I have a hard time... I don't think that peace is achievable through war. So our president said, you know, he did this not to start a war but to stop a war. I, I don't buy that. And even if... We are the world's biggest superpower, whatever. What, what message does it send to everyone else? Now, mind you, we've had administrations in the past that have supported the Iranian government. So it's like... It's changing every, what, four, eight years? We support you, we don't. We support you, we don't. Um, so I work in an area that is, you know, close to what they call... I don't know, Amish, Amish country or whatever, and, I don't know, there's this idea, and I guess it's perception that they're peaceful people, and, and maybe they're not, there were some television shows about, you know, Amish mafia or whatever, but, I remember back in, I don't know, it was during the Obama administration, so maybe 08, 09, I don't, I can't remember, 10 even, there was a, um, you know, an Amish community schoolhouse, and, you know, they had teachers and, you know, kids there, You know, and some wacko decided he was going to go there with a gun and shoot the place up. You know, I I can't remember all the details, but the details that I do remember in that process, the Amish community, instead of, you know, petitioning their government for more bloodshed, you know, take this man's life, kill him, maybe, I don't remember, maybe he died in the shootout. I don't know, but... The the part of it, and, you know, even even if they had different opinions, they were silent uh, publicly. But their actions publicly were they raised money to pay for the funeral. I, I think the gunman did get killed. They paid for the funeral, you know. So not only did they have to bury some of their community members and that hurt, but, you know, the burden on the shooter's family, they picked up the expense. So... I don't know. This idea that weapons and guns will control our destiny—I don't, I don't, I don't know. I uh, all this bombs and guns and wars—I just, I don't know. I, I feel like in two thousand and one, everybody wanted their pound of flesh. And we ignored the obvious signs that who we were going after was not the right person to go after. But, you know, America wanted blood, and this was an act of war, and we had to go after somebody. I still think that lies were propagated with that top to bottom because war is big business, and so is oil. My opinion... Fact check me if you want. I don't... But... This idea that we're gonna clamor for another war and more blood—why, why, why? I guess maybe for once, let's see what happens by not spilling more blood, and maybe for once not being the 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 world police. I guess if you know the UN has its power and right, let it do what it needs to do and. I, I don't know i this idea of us having army bases spread all over the world um like we're so red, white, and blue, wonderful that we gotta spread it to everybody i I, I don't know i it just seems America will do what America wants to do, right so if politicians and leaders are bought, sold, and paid for, which they are. Even Trump, hate to tell you people, but he has his purpose in all this. So don't think just because he's a wealthy billionaire or business owner that he has no vested interest. Nobody gets into that office without some strings being pulled anyhow. But he is in power, whatever. If you're going to pray for him, you should have prayed for Obama and pray for the next one. But part of all this stuff that I see going on is again nations will do what nations do why the nations rage I see that faith has very little in this process other than speaking up for those that will be affected most by war and bloodshed we shouldn't be applauding the emperor when he goes to war we should deal with this stuff with a with humility and mourning and prayer instead of encouraging it um, and this, this might sound a little weird or crass but it almost feels like some of these people uh, evangelical folks that support and love Trump so much it's almost like their thirst for power uh, coalesced with, you know, bringing about the new world order and some of the stuff that scripture talks about, you know, another war and all this stuff uh, with Israel. It just feels like whatever we can do to poke and prod that and I, I don't think that's right either. I, I think at the end of the day man will scheme man and women will scheme and devise and come up with ways very simply for one thing and that's power and power is control power is money that's all it's about and i guess maybe that's where i'm at in all this i kind of i don't want that i don't I don't think it's right. I don't think it's what I'm supposed to be doing. I think it's on a personal level, there's more to this life than just control and wielding authority over another human being. And I don't know. The not to negate, um, you know, the Old Testament or Mosaic Law and things like that. You know, I, and I might be wrong, but, you know, as far as the Gospels and the New Testament, I don't think there's any direct conversation on, you know, War and smiting and you know as it was in the Old Testament, you know when when God would send destructors because people didn't follow him, uh, there was a lot of that and so this this era that we live in now is different and then I feel like when people want to take up this mantle of being the destructor, or leveraging power in a certain way you're you're imitating God and want to be like God and wherever that's headed I don't think it's a good place and I don't know and so usually when I get into these conversations where you know um Where I feel like war is unnecessary, where I feel like war... Well, I guess I'm not going to beat the war drum. How about that? That's just me. I, you know, remember the Indian Wars. You know, think back to any any war that this country's been a part of. Couldn't there have been a simpler way instead of just trying to leverage authority? Can we not reason? And so, and that's where I get frustrated. If we're such an advanced group of people, high-level knowledge, and we can supposedly put people on the moon and you know robotic surgeries why do we go to killing to resolve things i bet that is the last 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 resort of all options and so so i have these conversations with people and then it goes to well so if an attacker came in your house you wouldn't want to kill them It's not I, I guess it's I guess it's not about that on an individual scale, people have a right to protect their home and property and privacy and all this other stuff. So if people so choose to arm themselves for protection on the the risk of an intruder, fine i, I it is what it is you know and stuff happens but for us to knowingly say our only option for world dominance is war versus all the other good things about humanity. I, and again, half, half of the wars maybe? I don't know why people rise up against other nations. It's, is it a form of tribalism where they have and we don't? I don't know. Uh, Is it too utopian to think that what we spend nationally on our NASA budget and um, our war machine... Can't we encourage peace if we take half of that money by equipping people instead of giving them guns and bombs? Can we give them books and tools and resources and food so they can live a life that they see fit? Because... It's always this idea that somebody else always wants to rise up and take what we have. Yes, those are madmen. Those are people uh, in terms of the Dark Knight Rises, whatever. Uh, the line from that movie, you know, some people just want to watch the world burn. Some people are just hell-bent on destruction. I also think that they're demonically influenced, but that's just me there's a percentage of people like that I really think at the end of the day once people feel like they're in community um, well first people have to have you know the basics food, shelter, water you know sustainable livelihood to a degree of happiness that then comes you know this community idea um, I really think at the end of the day um, people can get along quite swimmingly, uh, regardless of language barriers, border barriers, um, all the stuff that seems to divide us. We are still human and to say that one group is more evil than the other, I, I guess I can't say that. There were people that thought the Crusades in the Middle Ages was a great idea. I don't know. I guess I tend to think it probably wasn't because then some people say, oh, well, we wouldn't have this, this, and this today. I still say that if a man from Nazareth and a tiny group of people um, that have roots to Moses... Jewish people from such a small group of people and a small swath of land that can somehow still survive the ages I think humanity I think peace the creator I think it will all find a way and so with that I think maybe I'm trying to say that maybe we spend too much time getting in the way trying to make plans and scheme and tying back to the front. I guess I'm never a type of guy that has really been good about mapping out a plan and say, I want to be here. This is my five-year plan. Maybe I'm wrong, but I I just kind of ride the wave. and I want to see where things lead me. I want to see what the adventure is. I feel like the less I plan, the more I can stand in awe. I know some people think that's crazy, but Looking where I've gone, what I started out, quote-unquote, quote-end-quote. Is it quote-end-quote or quote-end-quote? I always wonder about that. When I started out into this working life. (laughs) To see where I started and where I'm at now. uh, It's just kind of Fun to reminisce I guess and I guess it supports my thought process that outside of all the plans that I might make out of fear all the plans that I might make out of I don't know hope all the scheming and stacking things up I could do that until I'm blue in the face but this might sound this is not meant to be arrogant, but I'm trying to tie it in. I feel like we all have the ability to be intelligent and do very well in anything. The ability of a human mind and the human race to adapt and figure things out and function and make make processes to make work go smooth and things like that. That's what's amazing about us. But at the heart of it all the knowledge, all the science, all the ability, everything pales in comparison to understanding people and working with people and willing to communicate and and just be genuine with people. And so I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm not trying to... I feel like my ability to be genuine, even when I didn't want to be, has been maybe my... I don't know who I am. Maybe that's at the heart of who I am. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe if you know me and maybe I'm talking crap and you say, no, I'm not. I, maybe I'd like to hear that too. I don't know. But to tie it in, it's we can make all the plans. We can make the best bomb. We can make the best tank or missile and all this. It means nothing if we have no desire to be in community with people. That should be our biggest goal. That should be our biggest plan. How can we... Uh, encourage meaning and excellence in others and and find a way. I, I guess that's where I'm at. I, The idea of blowing stuff up means that there's no other hope and there's no other options. And I don't believe that. So... How about that for some rambling? You like it? I have contemplated on turning on my Facebook account as much as I'm not a fan of that. But to turn it on in the idea to post and share this, again, I don't know why I'm doing it. I don't know if I'm doing this as a diary and, you know... leaving for my kids or something I don't I don't know what I'm doing I'm just doing it so I always feel like maybe somebody has something to hear or maybe I have something that someone needs to hear but maybe that's just a a false reality of this this me generation that we're in now to where it's selfies and this is what I you know you know social media and so maybe I'm falsely thinking people would actually like to care what I have to say, and maybe they don't. Um, but whatever platform we have, whether it's in person in this, I, I feel like we have to confirm what it's all about. And what it's all about, If you if you follow the teachings of Jesus and this life that we live in, um two things that I always go back on and when when Jesus was being tested by the, if you will, the political leaders of the day. Oh rabbi, a great and wonderful teacher. What is the greatest commandment? You know, and they're trying to trip him up to see what he would say about the law, you know, the Mosaic Law. And uh he flipped it, on, flipped it on the ear again and, and said uh, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And, and what I mean by that is to basically say rest in the fact that there is a creator, that there is a purpose to all this. There is a righteous one that, that makes our path straight, a righteous one that calls us out of the darkness. That should be the, the, the focus of our affection and our, our breathing and our comings and goings. And so we're to love and serve him and, and serve him and, and being willing to then, number two, love your neighbor as yourself. And, and so what that means is put others before yourself. Consider others as, as, as valuable as you are. Consider other people's wants and needs more than your own. And so that is the essence of everything that is good and right. And (coughs) Cough button. When I see nations rising up against nations that claim to share the same faith that I do, I question that because nothing in war plugs into loving God and loving your neighbors. So with that... We will call it a day. And again, I had somebody ask me, this was, was this yesterday? Um, Ask me yesterday, you know, what are we supposed to do in this life? I think there's a lot of beauty in just showing up every day and wherever you're at living in that moment I really do I and maybe that's just me I'm the type that tend to especially when I get into unsettled moments looking to the future what should I do what can I do maybe just living and resting in that moment that you are where you need to be and find a way to encourage and love people around you be a light smile greet people uh, say hello to strangers. This is a little experiment that I've been doing in quite some time, really. But go to the grocery store and say hello to people. You know, make eye contact. And, and How you doing? Instead of being on our stupid phones, say hi to people. Man, I, I think there's just something in that. and I guess that goes above and beyond any paycheck or anything that we have. Just being warm and friendly and not to do it just like we're getting some points but I think it's this genuine concern and care for those around us I think that goes back to if you value others above yourself there's going to be this desire or inclination to at least greet people with a humble warm smile, embrace whatever the heck it is There's something there, something about that. Well, so there you go. Hump day. Have a nice hump day. Keep it real, friends. Talk to you next time. Cue that exit music, hey! Tanguality Base here, the Eagle has landed. Tanguality Base here, the Eagle has landed. Tanguality Base here.